a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Movies, Films, and Flicks. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a man who just got done reading a 2,000-word thesis about why Chong Lee threw the final fight in Bloodsport on purpose. It's Nathan Leahy. And, you know, uh, I think you should start everyone with the link to that article, Mark, because uh, then they won't really have to watch the entire fight. They can just look at it and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there it is. That was the most insanely broken-down fight and lead-up to fight that I've ever read, man. I absolutely adored it. And yeah, and I, as I said, when I when I come into these things, I'm like, man, I feel way underprepared. After reading that, I enormously felt un- underprepared because <laughs> you already like did every little bit of the work. But no, it was it was awesome, man. It was great. I Everyone know. should check that out. Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was really popular on Reddit. It, it got spread around. I don't think I, I think I said this before on our other episode before we started recording, but a former MMA champion messaged me on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not going to say who it was. I'm I'm shameless enough to say that I got a private message, but I'm not going to say who it was. But they, were, <laughs> they were like, yeah, man, like I got a fight this weekend. I was just hanging out. I figured this thing would be stupid. But then I read it and, he, and he's like, this was insane. Like the, he said the break, he loved the breakdown of it. So that yeah. made me really happy. And John Levengood, who you know, probably he's been on more episodes than probably anybody else on Movie Stones and Flicks. He's a huge Bloodsport guy. We did a Bloodsport final fight episode. And John even said, like, I was really worried about reading this. John was stressing, but then he read it and he's like, this is wonderful. It makes, like, it makes sense. And so that was a, that was a big, like, that was a good feather in my cap that Levin Good loved it because he loves Bloodsport. Yeah, and it's great. Bloodsport is one of those movies that it, it's kind of one of those, like, um, whenever it's on, you're going to watch it. There are many that I do. It's like Roadhouse. Oh, it's on TV. I guess I'm going to sit around for two hours. My wife and I uh, put on Catch Me If You Can. I was like, well, I guess I'm done doing laundry. Like, I'm going to watch this movie. And it's just one of those that, 
whatever it is about the movie. Like it's not it's not a grade A Oscar worthy movie, but it's just it's fun, it's entertaining, it's what it is. And and funny enough, doing this you know final fight that we were talking about, going into it, you always almost kind of feel a certain way about the movie, like, you know, JCVD should win, whether it's Bloodsport or Kickboxer or, you know, Double Team or whatever it is, that you just kind of go in to expect it, and whatever happens is like, yeah, he's the, you know, the powerhouse, he's going to do it. And then you told me your theory, and especially after reading the article, I was like, oh my god. And when I watched it again, it was like one of those just brain explosion moments that, you never knew until you, someone pointed it out and then you could never unsee it. So it's going to be, it's going to also like bleed into other movies. I think like next time I watch Kickboxer, I was like, did this really happen? <laughs> or, and, and you try to still like your, your brain's fighting against itself. Like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. And I can't go against that. You know, you know, Dukes is just superhuman. Did he, he broke the bottom brick, man. He broke the <laughs> bottom brick. And uh, it's it's just really, really interesting. So uh, I don't know where, where you want to start with it, but I think this is definitely going to change some people's, not change their minds, but at least like give them something to chew on. And, you know, maybe the next time that you uh, go watch Bloodsport, they'll go, holy crap, just just how I did. You may get some more private messages and they may not be uh, too kind for you <laughs> for you there, Mark. <laughs> uh, do you want to know about the nucleus of the idea, the kind of the Eureka? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, so I had, I had written a data post back in the day about when when JCVD does three plus splits in his movies, that they do better critically and they okay. make more money. And okay. so I watch all of his movies and I I look for splits. And I watched the final fight and I was like, oh, that's a little odd. And then Levin Good and I, because I've been watching this since I was ten probably. Oh, of course. And then Levin yeah. Levin Good and I t- uh, talked about a final fight episode. I studied everything. I studied every aspect of the final fight as we do. And I, I kind of went, mm, this is this is getting weirder. This is suspect. And then I think I was doing a JCVD versus Steven Seagal episode okay. and uh, for Rotten Tomatoes versus the, the show. And I, I was like, okay, this isn't right. So I went back and I, I counted all the stats from Frank Dukes and Chong Lee, Bolo, Bolo Young and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Because, I, 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 listen, this is one thing I love most about Jean-Claude Van Damme. When Steven Seagal has final fights, he obliterates people. When Arnold Schwarzenegger's final fights, he'll lose a little bit. Predatory loses a little bit. For the most part, though, he just wipes people. He wipes the floor with people. But Jean-Claude Van Damme, there's a pattern to his movies, whether it's Universal Soldier, Lionheart, The Quest, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. He gets schlapped. Yeah, he gets his ass beat. And for the opening 10 minutes. And then he finds a reserve, and he he comes back and wins. And I love that about him. I think that it's a pattern, but he's also not afraid to look weak on screen like he's Mm -hmm. totally fine being what's the word he's totally fine being beat up on screen but i started watching this and i started counting and after chung lee blinds frank dukes he chung lee just stands there for 71 seconds of screen time and just lets (laughs) frank recover and i'm like this doesn't add up because yeah i watched all of Chung Lee's fights. And so in his first eight fights, he, he attempts 40 significant strikes and he lands 39 of them. That means he has a 97.5% strike accuracy. He was only hit 16 times. He had one takedown. He was only knocked down once. Uh, that was by Jackson. He avoided 21 strikes. He cleared his nostrils once. He killed one person. <laughs> he never. I love the clearing nostrils stat. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I always, all my data posts, I always add weird stuff to like, for people, it's like Easter eggs for people to catch. And so yeah. no, number of times he ran at someone, zero. Number of times he let his opponents yell, zero. 
and number of needless rolls, zero. But in the final fight, he, he significant strikes attempted only 14. He lands 11 of them, which is a 78.5% striking percentage. Now, he was hit 34 times, which is more than double his prior eight fights. He has zero takedowns. He was blocked five times. He was knocked down five times. He avoided six stripes, but this is where it's important. He never cleared his nostrils. He didn't kill Frank. Absolutely. But he ran at Frank like an idiot. Then he let him Frank yell for 72 seconds, and he did the and he did a needless roll. And so mm. I'm, I'm thinking like this guy just completely fell apart in the final fight. Chung Lee does Nathan like Chung Lee. You know I did a whole breakdown if you watch this about all the times he blocks like Chung Lee blocks and you know when he's fighting uh, uh, what Swan Paredes Swan like mm-hmm. hits him several times and then what's really cool is Chung Lee he makes an adjustment. And he starts doing leg kicks, which takes mm-hmm. out like th- this takes him out. He basically just takes out his lead leg, then breaks his leg. He's just mad at him. So he yeah. he immediately adjusts because he has a good jab. Swan has a good jab, so he avoids that. Angles out of the way, breaks his leg. Ray Jackson, Ray's Ray's clubbing him, but then he takes his legs out, and then mm-hmm. Ray can't stand. So the dude's a tactician. And in the semifinal fight, I included a gif on the very top of the article or gif, and and Chong Lee is like a he's like a jaguar. He's a he's like a you know, he's Mr. Olympia, Bolo Young, mm-hmm. like pecs that are probably bigger than, I don't know, all-timer pecs. Just, but like a huge muscular guy. But he's like, if you watch this, he's he's like blocking everything. So, oh yeah, Nathan, he knows how to block. He has a great striking percentage. He can jump, knock people out. He can submit people. He punches people in the back of the heads. He's not above a goal. He can take a hit. Yes. Talk about the pecs in the final fight. He takes that bump oh. to the chest and he just even shows them up, dusts them off like, oh, you can't do anything <laughs> to these babies. These are built different. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't yeah, even dust absolutely. off his shoulder. He dusts off his pecs. And in and, and the other fights, too, you know, you, you had the stat there of how many times he gets hits and he usually just like takes it and just kind of, you know, throws his head around a little bit or even just like taunts his opponent. So, yeah, he can he can take a hit. So, yeah, all, all the things that, that go into it. And I know you had mentioned the article before about going in and that's why we wanted to do this and talk about it directly. And yeah, after again, after I read the article and watched it, I was like, holy crap, there's like all of this stuff adds up because you had mentioned him, you know, watching every fight and scouting and trying to trying to, uh, you know, make sure. And you had stats in the article about uh, Dukes using like his right leg. What is it like 82 percent of the time? for <laughs> yeah. All of his hits, all of his strikes, all of his takedowns. And with him, you know, looking at Swan Paredes and, and the other uh, uh, fighters he did, that wasn't the only one where he was doing leg kicks to take them out. And I think the, the fight he had beforehand with, uh, oh, who was it? Chuan, Chuan It Mung, who he ended up, of course, infamously killing in the Kumite. He was even hitting, hitting his legs to, to knock him out. So it definitely, if, if he knows that Frank is a leg heavy fighter, then why wouldn't that be the first thing you go to? Or uh, a thought that I had before coming in here too, is being a tactician, being the Jaguar, like, you know, using your opponent's flaws or injuries against them. In Frank's uh, fight beforehand with Paco, he got hit uh, in the right eye, and there was the big shiner, there was the blood, and any boxer, especially uh, you know anyone in the Kumite knows, that's where you want to go for. You want to go for that right side, and I don't even think he went for it once. So mm-hmm. he was avoiding something he was going through. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and, and throw your theory in there. Of why, why is this happening, Mark? Why did, why did Chong Lee... Uh, undefeated in the Kumite, fastest record before Frank Dukes come in and shattered it. Why is he throwing all of his his training, his his instincts, his 
will and desire to fight and just rend his opponents. Why did he just kind of not do any of that? Please tell us all. I need you to be my data hype man. You know what? I will be the hype man. If you're just like, uh, Nathan, I can't. I, I had to watch uh, Eat, Pray, Love, and I'm coming up with all this data, and I can't. I will give you a hype call. You just ring me up. Oh, we'll please. throw it in there. Please. All right, so <laughs> like, like, let's go back to the prior tournament. We didn't watch it, but we do learn that Chong Li did kill somebody. Now, it mm -hmm. sounds like yeah. he just landed a punch to the throat, and the guy died. So it is – listen, it sounds like it was kind of – an accident or not if, if not an accident it wasn't so blatant because they're totally fine with violence in this like paco like oh he, yeah he he lands like three face destroying knees to a guy's face uh ducks hit a man mm -hmm. so hard in the testicles that he passes out uh you know pumala was, was trying to break backs then you have chung lee oh, yeah. chung lee head stomped ray jackson's head but because he lived everyone's like yeah it's cool so you're having yeah. you're having testicle shots that are so hard people are passing out you are having head stomps you are having broken backs you know broken faces orbitals everything teeth are being punched out oh yeah so they're cool with violence so i think it's like it's like he punches the dude in the neck the guy's windpipe probably closes accident they're thinking right it's just oh, okay yeah well you know it happened in the fight things but, happen yeah but absolutely. in this one though in the semi-final fight like he just kills the dude he has the fight one and then he kills him so it knocks him out and then it's completely yeah yeah the, so the the semi-final necessary yeah uh what yeah, he's completely unprotected and then he just murders him so it goes from hey accident during a fight to murder and mm -hmm. and you know the black dragon society they turn their back on him and they talk about that they have a rich and powerful heritage and then they have a new sponsor for this tournament the international fighting arts association or the ifaa so you you can't have which is funny if they have a sponsorship and it's still all hush hush yeah, no I'll one can get in drink Just gatorade quiet. Yeah, drink. <laughs> by the way i have this power aid yeah everyone's power everyone's talk everyone it's one of those things where like have you heard about the kumite Shh. yeah i have like it's you can't say it like talking normally you gotta go hey man kumite do you think do you think the sponsorship whoever the sponsor was the password to get into the Kumite, like, yeah, you can't get back here. No, it's okay. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Like, oh, he's he knows. Into, into, noble sir. Yeah, Mountain Dew Baja Blast was the password. Absolutely. Presents Kumite, yeah. And, and, but here's the thing, though. Let's say NFL game. The, you know, like, N, the NBA, no, NFL just goes mainstream and lands the biggest Disney sponsorship. I mean, they're already on ABC, but then <laughs> a guy gets his naps. Oh. A, a guy just walks up to another guy and snaps his neck on live TV. Like that's terrible. So quarterback throws throws the ball, pass out of his hands, whoever, and and the fullback just comes up and wants to just demolish him, breaks his back. He's paralyzed way after after the hit. Uh, you know, after the ball releases, after the play. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna get some bad things. That player will probably be, if not completely kicked out, heavily suspended, fined, yeah. has to issue an apology. You know, probably won't play for that team. Will get kicked down to the minors. Yeah, there'll be some heavy consequences. You know, put C four in the guy's pants and blows him up. Like it's just, you know, it, 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 you know, it's a bad bad look. He was having that guy was having a bad day. Okay, <laughs> he just happened to come across some C four. He's like, you know what? 
I've had enough. As one this does. This is the last time. This is the last time <laughs> that a... he gets a pass bad by me. Yeah. Last two people he blew up we thought it was an accident, but this time I'm not sure. You know what? Sometimes C4 makes its way onto the field, and you just, you know, you put a foot in the wrong place, and the legs disappear. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and listen, so you, you have the Black Dragon Society, who who have a rich and powerful heritage. They have a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot of eyes on it. Also, the, the Royal Hong Kong police are involved. There's reporters there. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, people try to shake me down with this, and this is good. I talk to people who, who didn't really believe me, who were kind of like, oh, this theory's dumb. And I'm like, okay, well... And why is it dumb? So then I listened to their, their like what they told me, what they, and then so I tried to kind of understand why people wouldn't like this idea, like legitimate concerns, like the blinding salt that he didn't care that the fighting community turned their backs on him. But Chung Lee, first and foremost, Chung Lee loves the crowd behind him. So when that crowd turns oh, yeah, his back absolutely. on him, he's lost. He's terribly lost. And also, you know, like you, you have also you have an American military man who went AWOL. So Janice goes to the Hong Kong police and she's like, I have a friend fighting in it and I don't want him to get hurt. So then the Hong Kong police might go take care of this. Also, Frank is told, look, Frank, the government has invested a lot of time and money in you. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. So Chong Lee kills a guy. He might get a, he might get a talking to. And then like, remember when Rollins is like, now what, how are we going to stop him? And Helmer goes, follow me. So he has a plan. So you you have this you have this fine, final matchup set up a dream matchup Chong Lee versus Frank Dukes amazing matchup two specimens two two legit fighters but the fight is so off because it it's just the first thing of the fight like JCVD had landed that kick before and he just does it immediately to Bolo Young like Bolo Young just gets kicked in the face immediately just immediately it, and, and yeah and then. I think when, when Chong Lee finally lands strikes, Frank goes down almost immediately. Like, he could have him out oh, of the yeah. ring. You know, Chong Lee actually throws him back into the center of the ring. It's I, I do think that there is precedence for Chong Lee to either, you know, maybe he wants to lose, which will, I don't know, maybe give him back. Because if he won the tournament, that would be like be a bad look on him. So maybe he does mm-hmm. want to lose. Maybe the powder. Maybe he throws that powder in, a, in Frank's eyes so that no one could think that he threw the fight. Like, well, why would he throw the powder then? Because like, it's yeah. like he even tries to cheat. But Misdirection. There's red herrings in there to get you where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense if with all of these fighters that come from, you know, known families and their different fighting styles and they, you know, they got there for a reason with all this clout. There is a sense of pride that goes along with that. And if you lose that, you're either going to your, your accomplishments are going to be diminished or you're not going to be invited back or any of this other stuff. And that's not just going to go against him. That could go against anyone from that fighting clan. Like if you look at any like, you know, it man movies and things like that, like everyone is so prideful of their style, of their school, of all these things that if one person beats someone else, then it just like, you know, tumbles, almost gets set aflame uh, if things go wrong or against the rules. So it, it completely makes sense. I want to ask you, so if he knew this was coming, he was undefeated in the Kumite. This would be something if he lost that would at least make him more, uh, I don't know, honorable, but at least uh, not give him as much clout, kind of diminish him to, an, to a sense that may offset the thing that he did. But do you think if he did throw it for certain reasons, this was also a gambling-heavy uh, event. Do you think that he may have been like, you know what? 
two birds, one stone. I will, I will lose this fight. I'll try to get, get back some sort of honor, play the system, whatever I can do. And maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll make a little scratch for myself as well. Cause he had his little trainer buddy that was always being his hype man, throwing his fists up in the air and punching, punching thin air. Maybe mm-hmm. he sent him off to, Hey, uh, go, go bet on the American under a pseudonym. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll get some cash. Cause who's the favorite here. It's gotta be Chong Lee returning champion. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah, so I, I think so. I think he's going to make some money on this. Like, I really, this is what I think. This I read off the stats for his first eight fights. This is a guy who knows how to block. He knows how to jump. He doesn't do, he doesn't let people yell. He blows his nose. He doesn't do <laughs> unnecessary rolls. He, he can telegraph. I, he can telegraph. He knows when to take out the legs. He knows when to do the kick. He knows when to block the shots. And so in this fight, when he injures ducks, like he just, in, he's not even, like, He's, you know, it's interesting. He's mad at him for having the fastest knockout. He, he's mad at him for this. He knocked out Ray Jackson, so there's really bad blood. So I guess Bolo might want to play with him, but I mean, he also wants to win the fight. And you know what's kind of crazy oh, yeah. too is he. Everyone knows the Tanaka clan, which is where Frank comes from, and Frank does a lot of blindfolded training. So that's got to be a thing that's known. So I wonder even if. If Chong Lee throws that powder in his eyes in front of everybody, in front of the ref, he's not knowing even that he'll it. be able to overcome it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy? The whole fight, he never really throws a telegraph uh, punch, only to maybe set up another strike. But Frank is yelling, and for some reason, Chong Lee throws. He walks up to him and just kind of throws the weirdest haymaker that is perfectly aligned for Frank to catch. Like he could have kicked Frank in the back of the head. He could, I mean, it was almost going to be a closed line, yeah. yeah. Like he, <laughs> he could have done everything else but that. He threw the one strike that Frank could block, pretty much. Do you think he was just trying to shush him? Maybe, maybe, maybe Chong Lee's uh, weakness is his ear. Maybe he has bad eardrums and the yelling. He's just like, ah, and he tried to just cover that mouth up. Yeah, so just, you... <laughs> it was a wide arc. It was a wide arc to get to it. But yeah, and what's funny is you were talking about, you know, he knows how to telegraph. He knows how to telegraph, like. He's fighting the person that has the most telegraph, like, recognizable strikes coming at you. Because, <laughs> yes. like, when I was watching, like, Doug's like, I was like, oh, I got to go this way now. And I got to, like, you know, you know, shift my stance. And even before he does it, his both arms go out to, like, balance himself before the kick comes. And I was sitting there, and I was like, how is he winning these fights? Yeah. Like, even before Chong Lee, I was like, you know he's good at, like, that's the leg that's coming. Because he has to get himself ready for it. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and even, yeah, the, the fights beforehand against the, the people that, that he went up against, there was, uh, Swan and, uh, uh Chuan and Mung, like, they all were very fast in their, in their strikes. And if he could telegraph those and know it was coming, surely, Mark, surely, I say, he would have seen Dux's, uh, readying of the punch and the, uh, 85% right leg coming. And listen, Chung Lee, in his first fight, he blocks a right high kick. He just blocks it. And then he submits the guy so he can block high kicks. He can telegraph punches and he does, he can, he also works angles to land a kick. So he lands a body kick with his right leg, but he works an angle. So he knows even in the first fight, the second fight, he's up against mouth guard guy. He catches a right hand, knocks him out with one punch. Then he kicks a guy out of the ring. So he could have kicked Frank out of the rim ring easily. He could have caught his hands, but he didn't do it. In his fourth fight, we talked about Swan already, but in his fifth fight against black belt, he just blocks a right punch takes him down and punches him in the back of the head, knocks him out. Then he mm-hmm. fights the guy with the baggy, baggy pants. He lands him, like he grabs left arm, knocks him out with a right high, like a right jump kick. He can do, like he can land jump kicks and he knows how to work the body. 
and like Ray Jackson he oh, runs yeah. it. Like this is a guy who knows everything. But in the in the in the first kick of this fight, he just so Chong Lee has watched all of Frank's fights and knows that of his fifty landed punches kicks during a tournament, forty three of them come from Frank's right hand or leg. What does Chong Lee do? <laughs> he immediately gets kicked in the face by the same right high kick that Frank used in his fifth fight. So Chong Lee watched all of his fights and he gets kicked immediately immediately mm-hmm. by that and then so when they get back to the center of the mat frank lifts his legs and just same and just starts whapping chong lee in the face oh yeah like just yeah, yeah. and then so chong lee's first major strike of the fight it sends ducks flying onto the mat and then he just sort of chong lee's like oh crap did i knock him out like i'm worried like he stops was he, it that easy yeah and then frank's like could it have been that easy and he's like worried uh, and then when frank's hurt he throws him back towards the center of the mat like, he could have kicked him out. He could have, because he's done that before, but he didn't End do it. End of the it. fight. Yeah, End exactly. of the fight, yeah. And then, to, to follow this up, Chong Lee walks immediately into a kick. Walks directly. So, Nathan, you and I are fighting, <laughs> and you just walk, he walks directly into it. And then, I don't know what happens, but Chong Lee runs at Frank, stops, and then he gets kicked in the head. And then, also, Frank jumps over him. So, Chong Lee has seen Frank do this before. He knows that Frank can jump over people, but he lets him do it. Mm-hmm. And then, he throws the worst haymaker in the, in the history of the Kumite, that gets blocked. And then when he gets knocked down, everyone sees him grab the salt from his pants and throw it. The ref sees it. The judges see it. Even people out of the building at the hotel next door see it. Like, it's that <laughs> choreographed. And then so then he knocks Frank down, and then he takes a page from Jackson's playbook, and he starts jumping around like a big dummy. So, like, he, he saw that didn't work for Frank. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it now. Like, so all this cheering before was when he had won the fight. And then, like, mm-hmm. and then like he gives Frank 71 seconds to get his head right. And then what I think is, I think it's possible that Chong Lee knew about Frank's ninjutsu training. That's why he did the blinding attack. Oh, I spelled that wrong. I gotta, I gotta fix that. I'll edit it later. But um, <laughs> when you have 2000 plus yeah. words, man, come on now. Uh, and of then, course. And of then like, course. and then, and then Chong Lee completely falls apart. He throws telegraph punches, does nothing to avoid. He doesn't block once at all. Mm-hmm. And then he does this really weird thing where he rolls under Frank. And that's, I know it's to allow JCVD to do splits. Listen, this whole final fight. That's the third one. That yeah. was the third one that he needed yeah. to boost those scores. Exactly. No, I gotcha. And listen, this fight was created to showcase the best of JCVD. That's why you do it. Oh, you, yeah. You, Absolutely. You, it's a fun narrative, too, because he's losing, then he starts winning, and then the guy cheats. And I understand narrative in film. But if you look at this movie, if you, as opposed to saying, hey, let's make JCVD look good, let's just look at the movie itself. Like, let's watch the fight mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, there's a couple times where punches don't even land in this movie, but I guess they kick so hard the force hurts people. But you can't they really. Kick, it was the it was the wind generated yeah. by the velocity that just oh god it just it came came oh, after man. it like a like a hurricane. Well, then this is so we went through everything that we saw in the movie, the things that you know you you got the numbers on here. This is the fun thing that I love when we, whenever we talk because we go off the rails. Now here's the what ifs or the things maybe you don't see with Chong Lee being kind of he's I mean, any fight is going to be a, a, a mind game, right? You got to be in the right mindset to do all this stuff. Chong Lee just killed a guy probably trying to do a mind game to Frank that like, oh, I'm going to kill you. You're dead. Blah, blah, blah. Look what I can do. I'm so strong. It kind of backfired against him. And so he's kind of out of it. The crowd, he lost the crowd. His honor is, is, you know, out the door. So maybe he's just in his own head overthinking things. What if, Mark, I ask you, what if that first right leg kick, he goes, surely he won't start with that. Oh, there it was. And he got hit. What if that knocked something in his brain a little bit? Maybe, maybe he had a little, 
little hemorrhage, maybe an aneurysm happened and he just wasn't functioning as his normal self. Maybe it just knocked, knocked something loose in his, uh, in his nervous system and the things that he would normally do. He's just maybe reverted back to, to, you know, beginner level Chong Lee. I mean, that's a great question. There always is a possibility for concussion. And I really think that Paco concussed Frank in the other fight. So, I mean, it's, it's possible oh, yeah. they both have concussions going into this fight. So it's, <laughs> listen, that is a possibility. But I mean, for, like when when Jackson goes after Chong Lee, he he does like a, I don't think that punch would ever work in the real world. But some of those punches that Jackson lands would rattle that dude's skull. And I don't, oh, yeah. he didn't seem to be bothered by that. So I, I don't think he's at the point yet where he's could get concussed by a single strike. Now I watch a lot of MMA and what's crazy is you'll watch a fighter for years, just get their skull obliterated. Then I feel like one day it just stops. Like they get knocked out. Then their next fight, they get knocked out by something that wouldn't have done it before. Then their next fight's just as ugly. You just see it all the time with yeah. MMA fighters who stay in the game too long, even boxers. I don't think Chong Lee's at that punchy part because he doesn't get hit much. Like if this guy only does the Kumite every four years. He was only hit 16 times that we see in this movie. And so yeah. I don't think that's enough to really obliterate him. Like, and also like, he, they plan on the salt in advance. Like he, he packs it already. I, I don't think a, like, honestly in the blood sport world, I don't think concussions are possible. <laughs> Maybe it was the equivalent of breaking the seal. <laughs> like you, you try to hold that pee in, you know, you, you've been having, you had 12 beers and he goes, ah, I can't do it. Cause you know, you're going to let loose the whole night. Maybe this is the equivalent of Chong Lee's seal being broken. And it's just, it keeps getting worse. Every, every right high kick he takes, it's just sets off his judgment even I mean, worse. <laughs> that's, I mean, listen, and that, that, that is a possibility. So what I wrote is just a theory. I love when holes are trying to like, like, like you said, I just don't like you watch these movies, you know, most action films that we watch. Arnold Schwarzenegger carries a tree in commando. Uh, uh, Donnie Yen is shot in triple X three and you think he's dead, but then he's just walking around later. Like I think cinema like of this level, I just think oh, skulls are different And like, I don't think concussions. <laughs> okay. Does, does that make sense? Like I'm just, it, it's a yeah. possibility and I love it. But it's just so crazy. I mean, but then that would, but then he still lands some really good strikes on Frank. He could have had the fight won against Frank, but he just sort yeah. of cheers. I, yeah. I I think he just does all this to. I think he did everything he could to lose on purpose in a way that no one thought that he lost on purpose. And when ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people who watch this movie, they probably thought the same thing too. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the biggest minority. I'm the only one that's probably ever said this or made such a case. Or there could be others. I'm, I'm sorry if you are one of them. But I, I love that point. But I just, he's still there though, man. He's still cheering. He's still cheating. He's still goading. Uh, concussed brains, yeah. man. Like, you know, I've had a, con I've had a couple concussions. You're not that. I wouldn't think about throwing salt in someone's face post concussion. Yeah. You, you, you're in a different level. I don't know, man. Right? I don't know. So, Here, here's here's something else maybe with with like you said cinema and especially JCVD movies in general. Do you think that he somehow because he always just gets this boost of adrenaline and he becomes you know that's it's his version of super soldier serum and he just like his kids kicks hit harder 
his punches, you know, crack vertebrae and ribs and going through. Do you think it may be like an Avatar Last Airbender situation for like his past lives, a.k.a. past movies, all just converge on him? Like maybe maybe Kickboxer goes in and he's got a stronger stomach and that right shin from kicking down the coconut tree just really, you know, just goes in there or uh, just anything before. Like does does all of his past and future selves just merge together in those moments like some sort of uh, astral awareness and, you know, every single character that JCVD has embodied or will embody in the future comes in in this world that he's created because all of his movies are the same. Why, why, you know, it would make sense that they all just, you know, kind of merge into one and make a Super Saiyan Van Damme. Well, if you think about it, I, I know we're swapping around different animes and different shows, but if we're talking about Dragon Ball Z... <laughs> I mean, when, when they go Super Saiyan times 47, because Goku always just levels up, and Vegeta goes like, Kakarot. There's always another level. Kakarot. There's always another level. Absolutely. You just do it so naturally. I have to train all the time. Shut up, Trunks. So it's... I was the Prince of Saiyans. Yeah. You're nothing. Don't, I should be able to... <laughs> don't touch my mama. But yeah, you... It, it is totally <laughs> possible that this is a level up in his part. Like, but And listen, cardio works differently in movies. It really does. Like you can't take as many shots as these people do and be fine. So it's oh yeah, it, you know his ribs taking those shots, Frank in the semifinals that he did to his ribs. Oh yeah, like that's it doesn't matter how against she, a specifically Muay Thai like <laughs> yes. guy that that's all they do is kick ribs right. That's how they win fights. They kick like, yeah, they rib kick kicker. ribs. They kick knees. Yeah, rib rib kicker Faco. And his 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 favorite food is probably the McRib. He probably likes eating ribs. He I, absolutely. He's walking into that. The short ribs are the best. He he's got a good sense of humor. He likes to rib his friends. You know, it all comes together under this one unifying thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear what you're saying though. I mean, the the amount of damage he took in that fight, not only from that like elbow to the to the side of the head that cut him, he's mm-hmm. willingly taking taking abdominal strikes to his left rib cage. And yeah. I, I did not count how many they were. I know that he hit Paco more than he was hit, but he got like at least like a good seven, eight kicks unguarded directly to his ribs. Yeah, that's that's gonna do that's gonna do some damage on you. Listen, ribs are miraculous. They are beautiful protectors of our organs. But when you take a a Mick rib kicker, six of them into into your ribs you're there's gonna be bruising so yeah like he's yeah and absolutely the main thing i have a problem with is all the examples in the post like, it just shows that chong lee knows angles knows how to make block and knows how to do things on the fly but this entire fight oh, yeah. like there's this there's a thing where chong lee stands in one spot feet planted and he just allows frank to run up to him and kick him he doesn't even attempt a motion also he does a roll under frank there, there's no i don't even know why that roll happens and and also too like another thing I love when Chong Lee goes to hit Frank he pulls his arm all the way back like this and it's like he's gonna give him a body glove on the chest but like the rest of the fights he's throwing <laughs> straight punches like he it, it's like this fight he just starts throwing haymakers he starts rolling he starts throwing his hands back and this isn't desperation either like a lot of tough people become not tough when they get punched in the face but this guy isn't that so. I just, I really think it, man. I really think he lost this fight on purpose because, you know, the Black Dragon Society, the Hong Kong police, the the IFAA, yeah. 
this is a guy who murdered someone in the ring, and they're like, listen, you need to lose this because we're not having this American get killed by you. We have an AWOL American here. Let him win. You murdered somebody. We won't charge you for slaughtering a man and just yeah. lose. Just lose. Just lose. It's fine. And yeah. who, quick question. Who makes the new world record things? I love when Frank breaks the record. They pop up new world record. Like they have, they have those signs just there. Do they but, have them laying around? Or yeah. Do they have to make them on the fly. Yeah. Just, but <laughs> that's just the whole thing though. And I think I've built the case for this and, I love that you you brought up a couple things about maybe getting a screw kicked loose in the in the first kick of the fight, but you know maybe there is something you can get too cute, Nathan. There are moments in your life where you're like, I think they're gonna do this, or will they do this, <laughs> or will they do this? He won't do that, and then you get blopped, and you're kind of going, Oh, yeah, I overthought that. <laughs> he did yeah. exactly what he's done the rest of his fights, but you, you just yeah. watch, just the, just watching Chung Lee fall apart and let, letting him back into the fight. It just doesn't seem like the Chong Lee thing because he's quite efficient in his brawls. So that's why. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that your article, your theory, definitely the first time you explained it to me, it hit, hit you know, started triggering that light bulb. They're like, that holds some water. Like this could absolutely be a thing. And when you look into it more and more and break down the fights and go into everything, like, you know, I, I had a point, you know, p- potential point with the, you know, concussion or getting something knocked loose. And then I got way off the rails like we do with, you know, his future selves, you know, finding his past self, which is just, you know, us being silly and goofy. But uh, going back to the the main point of this discussion is, yeah, he absolutely could have done it, either was instructed to by the, the Black Dragon Society, by the cops, himself trying to salvage some sort of honor amongst this group so he could continue on with this or get some sort of uh you know recognition back from the crowd or make money if he said well even if this is his last kumite because he just straight up murdered someone it's like well i'm gonna you know bet it all on black aka this american frank ducks and at least you know get some sort of nest egg out of this you know so i i mean it, i think everything that you've brought up in the article and what we talked about, even, you know, just being silly or whatever, it's, it, it makes sense. It's a definite possibility and something that I would have never thought of had it not been brought up. Like, Hey, you ever think, uh, you know, you know, Bloodsport, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think Charlie uh, through the fight? You're like, of course you're like, no, why would he, no, have you watched it? Well, let's watch it again. And you do, and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the explosion <laughs> of what you thought was a, uh, you know, a, a complete un, un not even undiscussed. It, it, it's complete impossibility that it should not happen. And all of a sudden maybe it is. And that just, it throws people, whether it's for blood sport or, or anything, you know, and this is one it's of my, nuts. this is one of my, like, I, you know, I've learned about myself is I'm not good with a lot of, I like really silly hypotheticals, but I think sometimes when people ask questions that, well, why do you think they did this because of this? Like, and I, there's no back background info. There's no, and it just becomes strictly hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't enjoy yeah. those conversations, but I think I found my way in with this by just all the stats. So I was able to sort of, oh, yeah. like, and that's my favorite kind of thing. That's my favorite sort of theory when you can dive into something and use actual statistics, not just hypothetical. Like, why would they do this? But there's no proof and no one ever says it. I like having the numbers. Like this is what interests me is trying to like pitch this in a logical way. And so, but it yeah, got, it'd be the same thing with, with any sport. If you have a, a baseball player that's batting, you know, 450 
in his entire season and he gets to the World Series and he doesn't get one hit and he has like 13 at-bats or something like that, you're going to go, did he maybe get paid off? It, yeah, if, if things don't add up to what came previously without a logical explanation, concussion or otherwise, it's, yeah, you make me, okay, what, what happened and what's the possibility based on what came before. So I think it, it definitely is, uh, yeah, you, you, you made a very strong case against everything with uh, looking, looking at everything that came before and, and any possibility of why this could have happened, you know, going into it. And, and listen, I know that they elevated the cage to make Frank, his JCVD's jumps look higher. You know, he has height on Chong Lee when he jumps on him. He can do the splits, the kicks. I think this whole fight was made to make him, JCVD's skill set, look great. But by doing that, Chong Lee threw the fight. I don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> listen, Frank, for 71 seconds, he's sitting there going, where am I? I don't know where I am. Like, and, and maybe Chong Lee could have thought it was cute. But why blind somebody if you're just going to let them get their bearings? That make, If I walk up yeah. to you, Nathan, and I do the Three Stooges thing right in your eyes, and then I wait for 12 yeah, yeah. minutes until you have perfect vision again, <laughs> I'm just annoying you. Like, there's no... Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to strike while you're going, did you just Three Stooges me? Like, I'm going I'm going for the bread basket. I'm going for the ribs. I'm McRibbing you. So it's gonna, I'm going to yeah, take that and, leg out. Because that's why you hit somebody... Jiu-Jitsu training or not... Ninjutsu training or not, if you let someone sit there for 71 seconds, some of that stuff is going to get teared out of your eyes just by blinking or rubbing your eyes over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I assume it was a salt pellet. Like, you don't want to permanently blind this man after you just killed someone. That's even going to look worse. So, uh, what, well, what do you what do you think, Mark? What was the pellet? Oh, it was... What, it what was the been, pellet? It, was it... It had to have been, like, a salt. It had to have been something, because... What, was it no... a prototype Tide Pod? <laughs> You think it was a prototype Tide Pod? Yes, it was. Was he just testing it? He, he, it was, he didn't have any of the regular blinding pellets. Someone, one of the sponsors for the next Kumite is like, you should try this and you're, and you're, you can be, you can be, uh, endorse me. This is a new type of laundry. And he just is like, fuck this thing. I'm done. And just tossed it. <laughs> yeah. And like, don't even drink it. Don't drink it. Don't, don't go on, don't go on social media and do a challenge. But yeah, here it is. This no. is great. You'll love it. And so, yeah, it's an early Tide Pod. Was it a Mentos? Yes, it was definitely a Peppermint Mentos. Peppermint in the eyes, can't be bad. I mean, it listen. Was powdered Mentos before if, they honed the, the Mento, the final Mento. If someone hacked up a, t- a Tic Tac into dust and it was like spearmint and threw it into your eyes. Oh, God. There's going to be. That would hurt. There's going to be some funky stuff going on. Any powder. Yeah. Any, any type of powder that you toss. This isn't sulfuric acid powder. His eyes don't melt out of his head. So I think it's just Not a blinding salt type thing that gets into his eyes and then gives him 72 seconds. And then, listen, he, everyone knows the Tanakas. Everyone knows the Tanakas. So everyone knows how they train. So here's a guy. He blinds him, and then he waits 72 seconds for him to get his bearings, and then he throws the most telegraph sh- strikes on the pl- and planet Earth and gets knocked out. Or no, then he gets – and he taps. He says, Matei. So – He's got to say Matei. Like, but here's the thing. Like – why, why would he wait 72 seconds? He would – why would he – the first strike that he throws is the only strike that Frank could catch. It's such – he throws it, I'm telling you. But if you and I are at a fight, you and I, we go to the local parking garage. We go to the fourth floor, and they cut off the corner of it, and we watch a fight. And we see some guy blind another guy, but then wait for a half hour – if we see a guy cheat and blind a guy, but then that guy loses after he blinds a guy, we're like, that dude's a loser. 
He blinded the dude, and then he lost a fight. What a jabroni. Why do you even do that? Yeah, Yeah. but we're not going to go, did he throw the fight? Because why? (laughs) if you blind somebody... You're going to say, wow, he's an idiot. He had this thing won. Why didn't he follow up with anything? He just wanted to... Yeah, exactly. There's enough doubt created to... And also he cheers, and he jeers, and he looks at the crowd like, hey, hey, hey. So... Oh, yeah. It's he's milking the crowd. He's letting him get better. And all the time people are going, oh, man, he's just cheering. He's happy. But, you know, that dude got blinded. And luckily he's trained with the Tanaka clan and he found his inner strength. He went super scion and knocked out Bolo Young. So no one's leaving that fight thinking it's a work aside from the people who maybe told Bolo Young to or Chong Lee to make it a work. So that's do you think that they're if the Black Dragon clan did tell him that they're just sitting up there like. In their mind, they're like, they'll never know. They'll never know. Okay, here comes the salt. All right, awesome. Now cheer. Cheer, damn it. Cheer. Get them on your side. <laughs> like, they're just in their head, like, or or do you think that, you know, if, if the police maybe set it up with the, you know, uh, the, the U.S. government, what do you think is going through the head of the, of the black dragons that are up there? Because they're seeing them cheat. They're doing all this stuff. Do you think that... You know, what? what is grounds for, hey, you killed a dude, don't do anything else that's against the rules, and I see him cheat, like, would they would they have called the fight? Is that something that you can do in Kumite if they're breaking the rules too much? I mean, it's the final. Maybe if it was, like, a little earlier, they would have been like, hey, get your get your ass out of here. But, uh, Why did know. the ref do nothing about, there's, why is there even a ref there? He does the, the blinding powder in front of To everybody. start the fight. Yeah. And make sure that people don't die. That's two two jobs. That's all he has. Oh, three jobs. Stay out of their way. Stay out of the way. It, it's a work, man. The ref knows about it. They know about it. If if you're any ref, Nathan, and you see somebody throw powder into someone's eyes, you make five minute break. Get that get that sold out your eye. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna do a break. You're gonna slit them up. You're gonna let the yeah. person's eyes. You maybe deduct the person. Maybe Frank gets a free groin strike. Who knows? But. It's so conspicuous, this fight. I'm telling you. Also, dude killed a guy. He didn't just kill him in a fight. He murdered a man. Like The, the fight was over. So maybe oh, they're, yeah. like, they're like, listen, I want to put you in jail. But if you just let Frank win, don't do any serious damage to him because we paid him a lot of money. The IFAA are in on this. We talked to this crew. They're all about honor. You messed up. Lose this fight. You won't go to jail for the rest of your life. We'll just let you lose. Bet on yourself. Make money. Just let Frank win. Don't totally obliterate him. And and don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because don't tell him. Because, I mean, listen, he Chung Lee only lands, let's see, 11 strikes in the final fight. And that's not a lot. I mean, he gets hit with five spin kicks towards the end of the brawl and just right immediately. So, yeah, man, that's just I, – I, it's a work. It's absolutely a work. So that's my pitch right there. Do we – do you think, and this is going to be off the wall too, but with us talking about the final fight and the stage stuff and why didn't they do this and why is there a ref there and going through, do you think that the Kumite perhaps birthed sports entertainment as we know it? Was there a young Vince McMahon at the Kumite that this led to the World Wrestling Federation? It's like, hey, we can, as long as we don't kill anybody, we can do these things. We can make these almost thrown or staged matches look really, really good. Look, this crowd's eating it up. We could have salt pellets. We could have a ref that could do or not do anything. You'll just have it go on. Um, 
this might be something that there's a, because the, the, the final fight does kind of follow a wrestling match. You have someone that's, you know, it's ebbs and flows and goes through and there's an underdog going into it. And someone usually tries to cheat and then ends up getting defeated. The cheater gets defeated. So uh, yeah, that was something I thought of right, right away. Do we think that with the IFAA, maybe they had a link to what would at Don't... some point become the WWE? Yeah, I mean, think about it. You you do have the heels. You do have the faces. And even before WWE oh, yeah. and WCW, there are the regional wrestling scenes. So you had, oh, yeah. you had heels. And the Kumite has been going on for a long time. This is a this mm-hmm. didn't just happen yesterday. So, yeah, I think totally you could have all these people from around the world coming together. And look at WWD. Like, they definitely had a, an interesting group of people from all over the place in there Mm -hmm. so i think there is a level of sports entertainment in this so yeah absolutely did the kumite evolve into wrestlemania yes it did and (laughs) and what we all missed is that everyone from the tournament gets together at the end and does a royal rumble oh there you go yeah that that was in the uh the scrapped uh trilogy uh blood sport three it was it was that was going to be the rumble royale Remember the early UFC fights, MMA fights? Not, I wouldn't say so much Pride. Well, the Pride had big, big guys or little guys. They had some comical shows, but when you watch the early UFC events, and I know that MMA encompasses a lot more than UFC, but you had a boxer who had one boxing glove, you had a sumo, you had karate, you had wrestling, you had jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So you had all these different disciplines coming together to fight. Nowadays, everyone, it's mixed martial arts, so everyone's figured out a way to like synthesize all aspects yeah. of re- you would have you know you have wrestlers against jujitsu specialists you you would have boxers so eventually as the sport evolved it became more complete but in those first few events you had tank abbott who just crawled out of a bar breaking a <laughs> a karate practitioner's neck you had a guy named keith hackney punching a dude in the balls 14 times like you just had <laughs> you, you, you 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 had a guy kick a sumo uh, his his teeth out of his face so I, I think very much so that that influenced the early UFC fights. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean, you definitely had the people, Tito Ortiz, going big. You had the heels. So I think I think sort of Chong Lee was the prototypical. Now there were heels before him, but he was just such a perfect heel because he had the look. Oh, yeah. Like Vince McMahon would love him. He's got the look. He's got like he's got a good. Oh, if if anyone came in, yeah, if anyone came in that looked like Bolo Hong today, he would be get the biggest push in WWE to be a massive heel. And I mean, and even if he wasn't good on the mic, like you know, I had Brock Lesnar, you just throw him a Paul Heyman, and you know they can speak for him, and you just need to be that presence and that explosive thing and the intimidating look, and and you're good to go. Let me let me ask let me ask you this, Mark. If if Chong Lee did get like just completely. If Chong Lee was not part of the tournament and you had all the other fighters in here, who do you think, if it was Frank Dukes versus a different fighter, do you think someone would have been able to take down Frank? Uh, real quick, though, I think the only way that Bolo Young could talk, like his speeches would be Morse code with his pecs. Like he would just be bubble, 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 Would he have like a Stephen Hawking-ish like contraption on his chest that it would just be a robotic... Yeah. voice whenever he does some pumps yeah he would flex his pep pack. i will see you in the steel cage wrestlemania i mean and when he talks to people he's like actually yes i would love to fight them but since he's playing a heel he's got to be the quiet guy now absolutely could anybody beat frank 
I mean, listen, we we saw we saw, let's see, Paco landed some good stuff, but he made it to the semifinals. He wasn't enough. I think if Ray Jackson, Ray Jackson was on on the other side of the bracket, and he was yeah, he had listen, he had Chong Lee beat. All he had to do was kick him out the cage. He had or the the mat. So I don't mm-hmm. see. You know, I don't see Swan Paredes beating Frank or beating Jackson. I don't see any of the people that. I, I think it would have been a Jackson versus Frank final, and mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the way Frank took out the sumo. I mean, he punched the sumo so hard in the testicles that he just passed out. That's mm-hmm. that's nuts. So I think that's nuts. Oh no, I didn't do that on purpose. I knew it. Oh, it's the best um, when you don't mean to do it. And, and let's just take a moment for that. Just let it sit. Wow. That's nuts. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Continue on. Um, what do you, how do you think that he would have fared against? Cause we saw, uh, it was Ricardo Mora was the, the monkey fighter. Uh, they referred to him as, and he had a couple fights. He went up against the sumo and got, you know, his back broken. How do you think Frank Dukes would have gone against him? Cause he was just rolling all over the place. If he would have like gotten on his back, like a spider monkey and like choked him out, do you think he would have been able to get out of that? Cause he was lanky and going through and, the fast movements. I don't know if uh, if Dutch would have been able to position himself and given the four seconds to get his leg up in that amount of time to connect. Well, we saw the way that he won when he fought when he beats the white gi guy. The white gi guy throws the worst telegraphed punch I've ever seen in my life. Frank's not that guy. <laughs> I think Frank keeps the distance. He has his karate stance. He has his he has his training. I, I think that his mobility. And his, I mean, Frank can make some pretty good reads on there. So I think he's going to land a pretty good kick in this fight. I don't think mm-hmm. that guy's going to take him out. He's great, but it's going to be a long fight, but I don't see him totally winning. I mean, neon blue pants isn't going to win. Brown shorts isn't going to win. Uh, <laughs> no, so I'm reading this from um, Laser Time Podcast. They named them all. No takedown defense dude who gets taken down really quick by somebody. <laughs> I yeah. I saw that article beforehand when I was trying to get these uh, fire pants was one. Yeah, yeah. I liked fire pants. That was a phone. There was a um, tiny tattoo guy. Yeah, great, 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 <laughs> great guy is not gonna win. You know, let's go through them. Um, Maroon <laughs> Gee, he loses. Uh, Swan, he's not gonna win. Silky Blue Gee. Mouth guard guy, completely yeah. not gonna win. Hammer pants who deal. He, I mean, hammer pants is pretty tough. He takes a good back punch. Then you have Mr. Mouthguard, uh, Black Formal Gi, no. <laughs> Tattooed Guy, he looks tough, but no. The guy, I mean, He what? had some fun moves going through. Mm-hmm. The fight that he had with uh, Chuan was, was a fun little back and forth with their different stances and quick kicks and punches. Yeah, that one was really – I mean, Bloodied by Paco Guy is not going to win. Uh, Tune Wing Thumb. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what, Budiman Prang? Like, he's the one who lost to Chong Li in the first round. He was a beast. That guy looked – he looked like a winner of the the whole thing, but he loses. Tight pants yeah. man. Tight pants man is actually pretty tough, but he loses. Uh, Nega ducks. I think if anyone's gonna win, it's what Pumala, who is uh, just that sumo. I mean, he takes a gut shot and just absorbs it. That's really impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. Jazz, remember Jazzy Jeff? Like he. Uh, oh, I said. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Gomez, Gomez is tough, but he just gets kicked right in the face. Tiny tattoo guy's tough, but he loses. I, I just think Mora's tough, right? But you know what's interesting about Mora is Frank adapted to sumo better than Mora did. So that shows mm-hmm. that on the fly, Frank has a better I- fight IQ. You know well, what I mean? 
He does, but in that fight with uh, with uh, Pumala, Pumala is slow as hell. Yeah. And so he just like even the last end when he's getting ready to beef up and oh I'm gonna do one last thing. he flexes his shoulders he rolls them I think I counted like five or six times just like giving him the time to like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do <laughs> you know giving giving him time to adapt go through and as soon as he r- lunges at him Frank probably has like twelve different things that he could that he could do so I think. I don't know. He, he's definitely adaptive. I think that he would get thrown off by the uh, by the quickness. I think because as we saw in the Chongling fight and some of the others, the fastest person he went up against was Paco, and he was just asking for kicks. Kick me here! Kick me here! Come on, coward! Kick me here! Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that that would have been a fun fight that I would have loved to see in this uh, in this Kumite. Paco, and you know what's crazy too? Paco's a good fighter, but he got he got dragged into Frank's fight. So Frank mm-hmm. even is good at head games in it so once again pocket so i think i really think it's going to come down to it's going to come down to pumala it's going to come down to jackson mora and paco but i think frank's going to beat them all yeah it would be a fun dynamic to see frank and jackson go up because they have the friendship do you think frank would hold back because of that um, yeah, and because Jackson would be the one that would just like would be no holds barred and go in and start breaking noses. Would Frank be the one that's like, I don't want to hurt you. You're my friend. No, we can come. Just say mate, and he's gonna take a headbutt to the nose and get knocked the hell out. Frank would obliterate Jackson's balls. I'm telling you, he would just <laughs> he would destroy. Would him. Jackson channel his inner ogre and then just completely tear him apart? When Jackson, would we hear a nerd's call and then you just like nerd. lift him up in a Luthez press and toss him over? Oh, that's overhead amazing. press like the Ultimate Warrior and toss him out. Now, he would. I think. I think this is what would happen. Jackson would put his hands up to do the club punch above his head. Frank would do a split and, like I said, do speed bag on his on his balls. That that would be it. Like that's what Frank. <laughs> Frank would just pummel him. Now I have a major. I'm in a very interesting question for you. What happens okay. if Shang Li fights Jackson in the first round before the bad blood, before Frank says, I'm going to kill oh. you, before Jackson and Frank are good buddies, and before Frank has beaten Chong Li's record? Chong Li's record that does that, yeah. Uh, well, he underestimated him in their fight. Yeah, Chong Li underestimated Jackson in his fight. That's why Jackson got a lot of good hits in. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, going into it, I think Jackson would still have a little bit of a cockiness if he did get some good hits because here's Chong Lee and he was, he's the undefeated champion and do this. And, like, well, watch me kick his ass. Ah, ah, and trying to play to the crowd and get that going. So it may end up, you know, being the exact same outcome. But, I, th- I mean, it could have gone a different way. I think Jackson, if he was just more so, let me show you what I can do, like throwing out uh, the tiny gentleman. Uh, in that one fight where he just said, go home, where he was just trying to make a name for himself right away, knock out the previous champion. Um, I mean, he has something to prove. He's a new new person to the Kumite as well. So uh, he, if he if he if that would have happened and he was no holds barred, no no BS in the fight, I think he would stand a good chance of taking him out. Exactly, and and even if Chung Lee won, I don't think Chung Lee would have hurt him as bad because the bad blood built. Oh yeah. I think Chung Lee. Yeah, there, there was him. no reason to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that meant that would mean that he's not in the hospital, and then Frank wouldn't have the real animosity then. Exactly. All the movies that JCVD, there's the kickboxer. It's his brother. It's, it's yeah. all this going on. And he gets that boost, and 
you know, the anger and the rage, you hurt my friend, he's in the hospital, if he didn't have that extra oomph, is that what kind of propelled him to win everything? Exactly. And, and also, the motivation. Yeah. I, I think that's a fun fight. Like, if, if that happened in the first round, that would be kind of a gnarly brawl to have. But I also think Jackson, remember when he tight pants guy? He Jackson can knock you out with one punch. I feel like he's the only oh, person... Yeah in this tournament who has that lights. There are several great athletes in this, but Jackson has that one punch KO power. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, listen, he hit Chong Lee so hard. Chong Lee didn't get a concussion from that. So I just, I really, I don't know. I, I think the skulls are differently here, different here, but if anybody, it's going to be Frank <laughs> the whole time, but if Chong Lee's not there, I think it's a Jackson final. That's my theory. Do you think Paco would think beat? Do you think Paco out. would beat Jackson? That's a good. I mean, he's got. Some, well, as we found out in the Chong Lee fight, if you go after the mid carriage and the legs, which Paco ended up doing, mm -hmm. you know, then he could take the wind out of him, slow him down, and really because he's got some massive blows. He cut Frank with the elbows. He's got the knees going in. Like, I mean, any fighter, you know, watching MMA, if someone lands a clean knee, that could take you out. On, a, on its own, mm -hmm. right? And, Knees and elbows are dangerous. Dangerous. Uh, and Jackson did not do well with the leg kicks either. So mm -hmm. I hope it's, yeah, I, I think that's... Paco seems like he's a smart enough fighter with, you know, uh, tricking Frank at the beginning and, like, getting his own anger. Like, if he gets hit a couple times, just taking out the, you know, he gave the three knees to Greggy guy's head, knocked him completely out. I mean, he knows how to fight. He knows how to do a couple things to twist a fight to his advantage, and he's just kind of a dangerous guy with how he does stuff. So I think he could definitely definitely do it, especially if he seems to be watching fights beforehand and, you know, getting in, finding out what it is. If he knows what's dangerous from Jackson, especially if he would take out Chong Lee at the beginning, you know, anything like that, stay away from the hands, do this, keep your distance, go for the legs, go for the, go for the stomach, then, I mean... It, it all depends, but I think I think it, uh, that would be a fighter. If, if any of the ones in the Kumite that would take him out, uh, he'd be one of them. All right, so I think we solved it. What did we solve? <laughs> <laughs> we, everything. That, we solved everything. The theory is pretty good. Frank still would have won. The theory is great. Yeah. Frank still would have won. If Frank wasn't in it, Paco or Jackson would probably be ones that would that would be up there. Because Paco's, uh, Paco's a beast, dude. I love him in this movie. He's... Uh, yeah, he's and I like no takedown defense, dude. <laughs> if he didn't, if he, if Paco didn't fall into the uh, uh, Frank's cleverly laid trap of kick me only on this side, do you think he may have won? Do you think he would have focused on the uh, on the injured right eye of Mister Dukes? I think so because, I mean, look, look what Chung Lee Chung Lee knocked him out with almost his first punch, first strike. So if mm. Paco stayed in there. Yeah. Oh man. Well, this was lovely, and I, I think I have a fun surprise for our next one. I might, I might just drag you into it and make you record it. Oh yeah. I think I have a good idea Ooh, for boy. our next one. No, I'm down for it anytime. All right, cool. Well, I'm gonna pitch it to you, and then I'll see what you like. But it's gonna be a surprise. I might release it during our 500 episode week, which is coming up in 20, Ooh. you know, like 15 episodes maybe when this gets released. 
So it's coming up. So oh, pay attention holy moly. That. Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, uh, if you like us BSing about uh, all the fighters that aren't Jean Claude Van Damme in Jean Claude Van Damme movies, you may enjoy this next that's episode. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, so where can people find you? Where can people find me? Oh, man, I'm in the frigid north now. I moved out of Texas. I'm up in Minnesota dealing with 20 inches of snow. Um, I mean, online. if they want to follow my goof, goofball antics online, yeah, my, my Twitter is HonoraryGL. I'm a big comic nerd. You'll see me uh, sharing not only uh, movies, films, and fix, uh, uh, you know, updates and things, but, yeah, just goofing off, a lot of pop culture stuff. Um, yeah, HonoraryGL on Twitter. You'll see a lot of uh, – artists and comic books a lot of my comic books i finally uh uh counted all of my issues and categorized i'm over three thousand issues which some people are probably like that's nothing well it's something to me okay so don't at me you have a lot of issues man <laughs> you have a lot of issues i have a lot of issues and they keep coming oh brother they keep adding up well i love it well that was awesome i always enjoy our episodes man so thank you for joining me oh absolutely thank you for inviting me man it's you know going from uh Elias Cateus to to Predator and Ewoks to Jean-Claude Van Damme. You never know what we're going to do. It's always a fun time. I love it. I love it. All right. So for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, for Nathan Leahy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Movie Sounds of Flicks. We'll see you next week.